Hello everyone, how are you doing today? My name is Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, especially if you're reading my new book, Crucify My Love, which is available as a Kindle ebook, as a paperback, and as a podcast. Just search for Mask of the Gods in your favorite podcasting app and it should be there. If it's not, let me know, because it should be, and I need to fix that. Thank you very much. <clears throat> today, oh today... I, I, I can't believe I get to say this phrase. Today we're going to be talking about Batman versus the Ninja Turtles, the animated film. And don't worry, I'm going to have a, quite a bit to say before we get into spoilers. And then quite a bit to say after we get into spoilers. I'm so happy about this, I just can't wait. I did, can you hear the giddiness? Can you hear the giddiness? But before we get started, if you haven't already... And you're able to rate either this podcast or the episode that you're currently listening to, please do so. That helps me out a lot. That tells the algorithms to share me with more people. And then we can have a bigger community and everything will be wonderful. And it'll make me happy. And if this is the first episode you've listened to because the title got you all intrigued, why not subscribe while you're here? Because I do a new episode every day, and you never know what I'm going to talk about. Unless, of course, you call in and leave a topic. Okay, so, Batman versus the Ninja Turtles. Okay, I, I know the comic happened. I, 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 I get that. That's wonderful. That's awesome. The thing that I can't believe happened is that Warner Brothers animated this thing. And made it, and put it out into the world in all of its bizarre goodness. I, I don't do ratings, you know, I'm like totally against that. But, oh my goodness, this may be... Okay, you know how much I gushed over Infinity War and Endgame when they came out? Yeah, this is up there, maybe not as like masterfully written and whatnot because it's goofy and silly but unlike those two movies i grinned like an idiot through the whole thing i laughed i applauded i shouted at the screen i had so much fun this movie is kind of like going back to your childhood when you would play with your toys and you would not really care that they didn't all come from the same world and you just play with them together. Except for somebody animated that and made it really funny. It's, it's brilliant. This is, I hate to use the analogy because you've probably heard it to death, but this is really one of those chocolate and the peanut butter kind of things or cheddar and the mint. And if, if you've never had mints with cheddar... It's very good. Mint and cheddar actually surprisingly go really well together. But, oh my goodness. <laughs> this 
this is one of those movie events that if if Endgame didn't thrill you and you're looking for something just utterly bizarre and hilarious, definitely check this out. It should be available to rent at most places June 10th. It's available for purchase right now. They didn't stick to a an era for any of the characters. They kind of created their own. One of the things that made me really happy about this is unlike most of the animated or even the live action, they visually, they, they made the turtles visually distinct. So they didn't just draw the same turtle and have a different colored bandana on them. And I think that worked better for some than others. I think Donatello looks a little less turtley to me than the others. And I think they went a little bit overboard on Raphael, but I, I do really respect them trying to give each of the turtles a distinct visual look that went along with their personality. Because, you know, I've been a fan of the Ninja Turtles since I was a little, little kid a long, long time ago. And I've been trying to think if I saw the comics before the TV show... And that's not like trying to brag like I was into the comics before the TV show happened, but I used to hang out at a comic shop and in a Maryland and the dude used to go all the way all around and pick up like weird comics and then would, you know, be like, oh, dude, you have to read this. And I know he did that with the TMNT comics, the original ones, but I can't remember if that happened before or after the show before I started watching the show but yeah I am a fan from way back and uh, this hit all of my buttons I, you, you know I'm a huge Batman fan and it it almost hurts me that the Batman in Batman versus the Ninja Turtles is so much a better Batman than in the Christopher Nolan trilogy like he's everything you want your Batman to be he's a great fighter He's a really smart detective, and he thinks things through and strategizes, because that's who he is as a person. And the fact that we have gotten, what? So, there's Batman v Superman, Justice League, and the three Christopher Nolan movies, and then before that we had Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, so we've had nine that's nine portrayals live action portrayals of really crappy batman versions of batman that don't live up to the quality of the batman in the animated batman versus the ninja turtles and that is a blistering blistering critique of the live action movie world if anyone should have gotten Batman wrong, it by all rights should have been Batman versus the Ninja Turtles, not all of those live action movies. Beyond that, the Turtles were great. I, I particularly enjoyed this version of um, Batgirl and kind of want a spinoff of this Batgirl and did more more animation please I, I really liked I really like tech girl Batgirl 
that that was fun. And I, I personally would really love a spinoff that's like Batgirl and Donnie just doing like tech things. I think that would be hilarious and so much fun. Um, yeah, I, I really don't know what to say. The villains were good. Shredder is amazing. Oh, the, yeah, that's one of the last things we should kind of talk about before going into spoilers. This is a PG-13 movie. And as somebody who has been a fan of the Ninja Turtles for a very long time, hearing them say moderately bad words. I mean, there are no F-bombs or anything like that in this that I caught. Um, though things like that often just like slip past me. But there is a bit more uh, heavy language, a bit more blue language than you would expect. And the weapons draw blood, <laughs> like blood, blood. And that's also something that you've, if you've, if you've been watching the Ninja Turtles for a while, you don't expect to see, even though it makes sense because, you know, you hit somebody with a katana, there should be blood. And yeah, there is, it's not excessive. It's not overly done. It is wonderfully done to add effect to the shots. Shredder and the Foot Clan are the most dangerous and scary I have ever seen them in this. And I think a lot of that is that PG-13 that when you see Shredder hit somebody, do a thing, and then blood, you know, like they should because his entire body's covered in big blades. Yeah, it 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 gets you. And that was really cool to see and I kind of hope that they do more of this. You know, I don't want them to take the turtles away from the kids because I think that that's something that happens with a lot of adult fans who have maintained fandom, you know, a fandom from their childhood is they get a little frustrated or entitled that a lot of the new media is made for the kids. But this, this is a good way to both get some of the older kid audience and make the adult audience happy at the same time without going overboard because they don't they're funny they're ridiculous but the stakes really feel high because like i said shredder and others make people bleed and that really does set the stakes for a show like this all in all definitely wonderful you have to watch it if you, if you were on the fence at all, oh my goodness, you have to watch this movie. It is so good. It is so good. And you'll want to hear the other half of the episode where I talk about the spoilers, right? Yeah, you definitely want to hear the spoilers. And they're incoming. They're about to happen. So if you have yet to watch Batman vs. the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the animated movie, and you don't want to be spoiled... Spoilers are incoming in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. You're, uh, okay, I hope I hope you took me to heart here, because spoilers, here they are. Batman says Cowabunga. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that, it's stupid. I know it's stupid that that excited me so much. But Batman saying Cowabunga, that may have just made my, like, week hopefully longer, because I'm probably going to watch this thing many, many times. 
Oh, man, I don't know where to start with the spoilers. I think we have to start with the two fights between Batman and the Shredder. Because, wow, Shredder is a beast of a villain for Batman. And I hadn't really thought about it before because Batman has ninja villains. Or villains that are adept at martial arts. And in fact, in this story, he fights... um, the, one of the main Batman villains that is in here is uh, Ra's al Ghul, which I do love that they're continuing the ambiguity there where some characters call him Ra's and some call him Raish. And I, I love that because then I can say whatever I want whenever I want because I, I'm that kind of a person and I kind of bounce back and forth. But man, watching Batman fight Shredder and seeing Shredder kick Batman's butt in the first fight really one it worked for me because you have to remember Shredder is able to hold his own against four combatants because the the turtles themselves they're pretty good fighters and he very often goes goes up against all four and if he loses it's it's close So seeing him go up against Batman, especially with Batman not understanding him yet and not knowing exactly what manner of ninjutsu he's up against, and he wouldn't have actually won if he hadn't done that secret foot strike where he put all of his chi into one one strike into Batman in the first fight. And I love how they keep that from happening in the second, because that's why he says Kawabunga, because that tells Raph to come and blindside shredder but oh watching them fight was a thing of beauty and they i i don't know what it was about it i think it was one the visual symmetry between their costumes and that they both have these hard spiky protrusions from their gauntlets and um helmets which gave a very strong visual symmetry between the two that I'd never really contemplated until I saw the way that they laid it out here. And that really made me happy. That just thrilled me. And seeing Batman in his infinite wisdom using leverage to snap off the blades from Shredder's gauntlets so that Shredder can't just cut him into little pieces. That was also brilliant because most depictions of Batman forget to make him smart and that's again why I I said what I said in the non-spoiler part that this is out of the nine live-action movies this is a better Batman than all of them because unlike all of the the ones I listed he's not stupid in this he's actually smart and he figures things out like if you would have taken the Batman from any of those other projects like Christopher Nolan's Batman, Shredder would have killed him. Zack Snyder's Batman, Shredder would have killed him. Really easily. Really easily. The Batman from Batman and Robin or Batman Forever? Oh, definitely. Shredder has them dead so fast. But he probably would have cut the bat nipples off the bat suit first just because, I mean, ew. Ew. I mean, you're not Gary. For goodness sakes. But yeah, that that fight is 
so like it was worth paying for the movie just for that fight but everything else made the movie work watching batman's almost almost in i'm not gonna say his entire rogues gallery because i've read batman for a long time and i know he's got like hundreds of villains but watching the joker and harley quinn and bane and two-face get in mr freeze all get made into mutants by the use of the mutagen that was and scarecrow i almost forgot scarecrow that was amazing and scarecrow versus donnie that reminded me a lot of one of my favorite episodes of not the current but the previous nickelodeon teenage mutant ninja turtle show when uh donnie lost his voice and was out in and they were out at the farm it that was beautiful that was wonderful and again something you don't expect to see because it's taking those elements of batman that kind of gothic horror that is such a staple of batman and his rogues gallery and bringing that into the ninja turtles so that you know freaking michelangelo has to deal with the fear powder and the visions that he has and yeah that was beautiful that was wonderfully done i really really enjoyed that but let's not bury the lead even though i kind of did the the greatest part of the episode is when they decide to go take shredder down and they they decide to team up and donna not donatello michelangelo calls shotgun in the batmobile this is the greatest stroke of genius that this movie has because pairing up like the pairs that they break up together work really well. Cause you have the two hotheads of, you know, Robin and Raphael, the two tech people and Donatello and Batgirl, but Oh my goodness, the Laurel and Hardy of it all by having <laughs> Batman and Michelangelo team up together in the Batmobile and watching those two vehicles going side by side with the team. Oh, oh my goodness. The, the shooting the manhole covers out of the, the Batmobile. And the, oh, I'm sorry. I'm turning into a little kid. We'll try to calm it back down. But that is an experience that literally brought me right back to my childhood. Because when I was a kid, I had all the Batman toys. And my friend Paul had all the TMNT toys. And... Yeah, we would, yeah, that, 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 that has been played out versions of that in a backyard in Maryland many a times, many, many, many years ago. And when he tells Donatello, I'm sorry, why do I keep saying Donatello? I know he's my favorite turtle, but this is ridiculous. When he tells Michelangelo that he's allowed to hit all of the buttons and Mikey starts hitting all of the buttons and just raining mayhem down on the people at the Ace Chemical Plant. That was brilliant. That was wonderful. That, that, oh, is one of the sweetest, like, pre-endings to a Batman movie in a long time. It, one, reminded me of when Batman is running through the Batmobile through 
the chemical factory in the first Tim Burton Batman and blowing it all up. But to see, just to keep cutting to Michelangelo smacking the buttons, that was brilliant and wonderful and something that should have been done in everything. Hopefully this is the beginning of many of these. I want more. I want a lot more. And if you didn't watch till after the credits, because the credits were all classic covers of either Batman comics or Ninja Turtle comics, but putting both Batman and the Ninja Turtles on all of them. At the very end of the credits, Shredder Joker emerges from the burned out chemical plant, inviting a sequel that has to happen. That movie has to happen. We need this. It's a dark and scary world where bad things are happening all the time. We need something to make us just be happy. Please make another one of these and make it this good. Oh man, I love this movie. I love this movie. I would love to know what you thought. Don't forget that now, no matter where you are, you can just go to the show notes and click to leave a voicemail because a voice message, that would be awesome. Definitely, if you've seen this movie, let me know what you think. Keep it clean. Just go to the show notes, click voice message. Let me know. I, I really, I want to hear from you all. Um, don't forget to rate the episode if you haven't already. That helps out so much. You have no idea. If you've got a couple bucks you can throw my way while you're in the show notes, if you click the community support link, you can join the project at the one, five or $10 a month levels. That helps me do everything that I do, especially since in June, I'm looking at taking everything I do and just based off of what y'all give me. I mean, I'm not going to like take it down from sale, but I'm going to make free versions available of everything. So thank you to everybody who does give. I'm really scared about this, but I have faith in you. If you don't have the money or don't feel like giving right now, don't worry. Not a problem. I understand what that feels like. Just please share this podcast with anybody that you think will enjoy it. That helps out a bunch too. You can find links to everything that I do over at projectshadow.com. Yeah. Until next time, cowabunga dudes. And don't forget to have the fun. Bye. <laughs>